It's the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with your boy Q. We're going to talk about, after Quinnen Williams' new deal, who is the next top-flight defensive tackle in the NFL? Is it him or someone else who's about to get paid? That and more here on the show on Friday. Let's get into it. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. We're back here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. We're your host, Chris Carter, and your boy Q Keon Myers here from Locked On Steelers and Locked On Raiders, breaking things down every Friday. Remember, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this channel and get all of our daily episodes. We have Monday through Friday with all our different hosts across the Locked On Podcast Network, breaking things down. Q, the big news that came up at the end of the week here was the deal reached between the New York Jets and their star defensive tackle, Quinn. And Williams, who was signed to a four-year, $96 million contract extension, big money with $66 million of that guaranteed going to the going to the defensive tackle, who was a top pick of theirs. He's 25 years old. Uh, and this was, you know, this is an interesting move for a Jets team that is building its core. They've got Robert Sala as the, as the new coach. They brought in Aaron Rodgers. That's what everyone's talking about. But this is a Jets team with a lot of defensive talent on it right now. And Quinnen Williams is at the head of that in the, in the interior of its defensive line. There's no doubt about it. Quinnen Williams, hell of a player. Another great, uh, another great contract negotiated by Nicole Lynn. So a uh, shout out to Nicole Lynn because she's doing some big time she keeps things. Killing it. You know, she is absolutely killing it. But Quinnen Williams, man, he's always going to be for me the guy that got away, the one that got away. Right? I mean, I remember when he got <laughs> drafted, we were all in Nashville. The Jets were picking number three overall, and the Raiders were picking number four. And all I kept saying is, pound the table, pound the table, pound the table. Bring Q to <laughs> Vegas. Bring Q to the, well, actually. The at that point, it was Oakland, but you know, bring Q to the Raiders. Talking about Quinny Williams, not me. And one pick early, Quinny Williams goes to the Jets, and the Raiders went with Clee Furl. So I'll pause for the yeah. cause there. But Quinny Williams, Wolf. even back in Alabama, yeah, a uh, hell of a player, man. So uh, well deserved, right there. Uh, this guy is, you know, one of the best in the business. You see him getting the getting the bag. You knew it was going to happen. The Jets have their core on defense as they should. Had a really good team in 2022 with a strong run game. They just didn't have a quarterback. So now they bring in a quarterback. Expect that defense to be just as salty as it was a year ago, if not better. And then all of a sudden they're having an opportunity to, to really, you know, do some things, get to the playoffs and make a deep run. Very happy for Quinny Williams. Like I said, very well deserved. He's a young stud. Uh, and I think he's going to continue to get better and be that that anchor for the Jets for a long time. So shout out to Quinny Williams for getting the bag. Shout out to him for getting the bag. Shout out to Nicole as well. Like you said, she's been killing the game uh, in, for a minute here. But let's talk about this aspect of it. Where does Quinnen Williams rank among the young defensive tackles in the NFL? Now, everyone, no one will dispute. It's Aaron Donald who's still the top dog for sure. out there, and then everyone else. You can and say nobody's Chris built Jones. like Aaron Donald. Like, let's let's be honest about the situation. No one's built like him with what he's no. able to do. Like this dude, he on a on a motivated year could get twenty sacks from the interior, which is ridiculous. It's just which dumb. Is ridiculous. <laughs> it, 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 it's ridiculous what he's able to do. You could triple team him, and he's still going to get a tackle right. for loss. He's he's done that a lot. And you could say that about other veterans who are like the step below him are still really talented. Chris Jones with the Chiefs, Cam Hayward with the Steelers. There's a lot of guys out there who have made their hay. Uh, Javon Hargrave with yeah. the Niners uh, is a big deal. But 
I want to talk to you Q, about the younger guys that are there. Now, if you go and look at ESPN's top 10 rankings, uh, Jeremy Fowler every year does these rankings where he talks to all the insiders, all the front office people across the NFL, and they and they do their, their kind of a collaborative rankings on each position and where they see different guys. Well, Aaron Donald's number one. There's a few guys in there. They're in that 20, that mid 20s range, 25, 26 years old at, who are coming up in the NFL. And I think it's worthy to talk about who will be the next Aaron Donald, not Aaron Donald specifically right, right. because he is a Hall of Famer that's of his own right. For sure. But who's going to be the best defensive tackle once he retires? Who's going to take that mantle over and kind of dominate the position for the next few years? Because there's three guys that I look at in particular who are right around the same age and are going to be battling for that spot for quite some time. You have Quinnen Williams, who just signed his deal with the Jets, yep. 25 years years old, and I think that he's come along really strong. But you also have Jeffrey Simmons of the Tennessee Titans, who's been a, who's been a, a big problem. He almost had double-digit sacks last year if it wasn't for an, an ankle injury that kind of slowed him down. But then you also have the Giants' Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, he's who, nice. He's nice. He's really nice. And also 25 years old. These guys are all young with plenty of years ahead of them mm-hmm. to pr- to be premier defense, defensive tackles. Also, Dexter Lawrence land a huge extension as well. Four years, $90 million in his in his extension. So there's uh there's a good bit of money going going his way. Uh Jeffrey Simmons, four years, $94 million. So when you look at this, it kind of all round up. Quentin Williams got paid the most, but who do you think will be the best over the next Four, five to four years, five to six years. I like Dexter Lawrence a lot. I really do. In New York, I think he's fantastic. I think he's going to be one of those dudes that's very dominant for for years to come. I like Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, I just always get concerned because I feel like it's always something, as you mentioned, uh, a little bit of injury. You know, something slowed him down due to injury. Something this slowed him down due to injury. I feel like that due to injury pops up a lot uh, when it comes to Jeffrey Simmons. One name that you didn't mention, and, and we kind of talked about him before the show, uh, Deron Payne in Washington. Uh, he was going to mm. be a free agent. Washington made sure that they didn't allow him to be a free agent. They gave him the bag, and that was a guy that I was really focusing in on because I feel like he's just coming into his own. Uh, you know, the first couple years in the league, it wasn't quite where I expected him to be, but if you go back and look at what he did last year. Now, look, uh, he's got to do it consistently, right? I mean, could it have been a contract year and he playing for that big bag that he, he eventually got? You know, was that it, or is he going to consistently be that dominant force? I, I would like to kind of keep an eye on him and just see what he think he keeps doing. I think he's going to continue to get better. He just, he had that that play back in college and uh, it's, it really looked like it came together for him last season. So Deron Payne and Dexter Lawrence are the two guys that I'm most excited about as far as the interior for some years to come. And look, there's other guys out there. Vita Vea with the Buccaneers, Christian Wilkins with the Miami Dolphins, Kenny Clark with the Packers. There's, there's, there every every yeah. team has not every team, but there's a lot of teams out there with really. Every good team wishes tackles. they had a, a stud. <laughs> every team, yeah, yeah, every team wishes they had a stud there. But, <laughs> but at the same time. Like there, there. This is a position where I do think there's a lot of depth across the league. Defensive tackles don't get talked about until they make the big play, right. but they're so important to the center of a defense. And you know, slowing down the run game, generating the pass rush, and kind of being that center point that the that the pass rush revolves around. So I, I'm with you. I will say this: I think of the raw potential of all of them. I think Jeffrey Simmons has the highest of this group. I think that you're right. Injuries are it's the problem here, and that was yeah. 
and that was even something that was said, uh, Jeremy Fowler reported from an NFC, NFC scout saying their only concern was his durability and, you know, him having a, a, an ACL, ACL injury coming out of college right. when he was drafted. Um, but on this list, when Jeremy Fowler was ranking him, he was number three. It, w- it was Aaron Donald, Chris Jones at two, and then Jeffrey Simmons at three, Quinton Williams at four, Hargrave at five, and Dexter Lawrence at six. And so I'm not saying that that's that. I want to throw my man Ty from the Titans, from Locked On Titans, we've been di- we have di- you have dissed him so wait, much wait, here, wait, and wait. his boys. No, see, so I'm going to give it to Jeffrey Simmons here because I know you won't because you hate Ty. You I do not Titans. see see how you try to stir some stuff. But those are those tendencies that you got again. That's why you can't trust Third nobody that, that's like Chris Carter, man. He, he's he's always starting some mess. I never even brought him up again. See how it is? Unbelievable. <laughs> I'll say this. Let me throw this name out there. And obviously, he's done nothing in the NFL. I'm interested to see what he does, but he could have been the number one overall draft pick this past year. Jalen Carter. For the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Ooh, I mean, he's, he's a guy that dropped a number. What they get him at number ten, I believe. I mean, he, or he yes. was in the top ten. I forget where it was, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's a guy that, that has all the potential in the world. Does he have the motor? Does he have the where he's going to be consistent? Is he going to stay out of trouble? Is he? Gonna, I mean, there's a lot of questions around him, but he's got a lot of hype going in, so uh, he's going to be interesting to to see moving forward. I would not put him anywhere near this category right now because he hasn't done anything in the NFL. But with all the hype that he had uh, coming into this past draft, making a lot of teams second guess themselves and triple guess themselves if they should draft him or not that's a that's a name to pay attention to i hear you on that i would i i do agree them georgia boys you got to pay attention to them because yeah. they're they're coming and, and it's going to take time to figure things out at the nfl level it does for everyone but like I, one thing i've noticed with a lot of defensive tackles that age that we're talking about the 25 26 27 that's when a lot of those guys they hit their stride and they start figuring out all right now i have my nfl body i put on the pounds and i've adapted to it and I'm used to how other guys play me. Now I'm ready to go dominate. I'm very intrigued to see how that plays out here. We got to talk about the franchise tag deadline because that is approaching rapidly. And I want to talk about the what the what the NFL teams and what the biggest names are that still haven't signed their franchise tag offers. Who and what might that lead to? in a little bit here on the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. We're on the Friday edition here. But first, before we do any of that, want to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at ebay motors now ebay motors is our, our partners and they have teamed up with the locked on fantasy football podcast and our host Vinny Iyer to break down the best fantasy picks each week all season long so whether you're prepping for the draft or scouting the waiver wire every week we're going to be providing you players that are guaranteed to fit your roster so with draft prep underway for the upcoming season let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's ebay guaranteed fits for fantasy picks of the week which running back has scored the most touchdowns combined Combined over the past two seasons, that's the electric Los Angeles Chargers running back, Austin Eckler, who's 38 scores since 2021 and featured receiving first role, make him a guaranteed fit for the first overall pick in the 2023 fantasy football drafts. Eckler will see his usual high leverage work as a runner and remain the focal point of the short passing game with Justin Herbert and the Chargers. With eBay's guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because now you, you'll know you'll always be setting up for success 
from the get-go with eBay's guaranteed fit with everything your vehicle is calling for. It's just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, the Friday edition of Chris Carter and your boy Q. Let's keep breaking things down here. Q, one of the big stories in the NFL right now is the franchise tag deadline, which is approaching rapidly now. I believe that's, that is Monday, July 17th, 4 p.m., Eastern. Notice yep. they put it in Eastern, not Pacific. That's because it's the, we 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 got we got that coast locked down. But anyways, um, one p.m. Pacific time. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know what that meant. Nobody even knows what that means. Go go on, no, man. You are every time every time I say Eastern time when we talking during the season about what time a game starts. You'd be like, what about the Western time? Like, who cares? Is it just to operate? We come first, so operate off our time. Okay. Anyway, all right. That sounds good. Anyways, point being, the franchise de- tag deadline is approaching this upcoming Monday, 4 p.m. Eastern, and there are some key players that we're going to talk about here. In the first segment, the one that's obvious is Saquon Barkley. He's been offered a 10, $10.09 million t- t- franchise tag deal from the New York Giants, and there's a lot of rumblings. Is he going to sit out this year? Is he going to play this year? What's going to happen? Q a lot of people have speculated about this. How do you see Saquon Barkley's playing out? One, does he hold out? And if he does, is this something that could work for him? That's something we saw Le'Veon Bell do back in 2018, and it did not work for him. I don't think sitting out works for anybody. I really don't, especially right. the way that everything is 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 situated now. I mean, if you sit out, uh, you're not going to get any kind of credit for a, a, a year, right? A, a year into your 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 uh, you know your contract or anything, you got to come back by what week ten, I think it is. And so, I mean, at that mm-hmm. point, it's just it's a wasted year for the team, a wasted year for you. I, I just don't see how that makes any kind of sense. Now, uh, I'll say this: I mean, the ten million dollar fully guaranteed franchise tag is one year fully guaranteed, and that's it. And I know Saquon Barkley, just like all the rest of the franchise tag players that we're going to talk about they all want a contract extension it's it's just the problem is he plays the position that there's not a lot of love for right now in the nfl uh which is a shame because there should be so you know you look at the giants and the fact that they gave the contract to daniel jones they made a trade for darren waller they went out and got some guys in free agency and the draft to to try to build up their team i think that they have to find a way to give uh, Saquon Barkley a contract extension. I, I just I feel like it's almost something that is is I don't want to say like a guarantee that they have to do it, but it feels like that they're it's it's leaning more to they need to get it done more than maybe other teams do just because that they need to put as many weapons as possible around Daniel Jones, especially in year two with Brian Dayball. Uh, we all know Saquon Barkley, when healthy, is a big time weapon. And, you know, mm-hmm. I hate to throw the when healthy, but I mean, this is a story of, of uh, his career so far. But what he was able to do last year, over 1,300 yards, and just being able to do everything that he was able to do from scrimmage and help out in that offense, I just. I feel like he's a, a really key cog. The question is, you know, how much is it going to cost? $10 million is one year. So if you get a multi-year deal, it's not going to be like the $16 million that was reported that he wanted. I feel like that they're going to meet somewhere in the middle, and they need to meet somewhere in the middle, probably around $12, 13000000 million a year, maybe $22, 23000000 million fully guaranteed, which is basically uh, two franchise tags back-to-back uh, combined. So that's, that's kind of how I look at it. I think the Giants need to get this deal done with Saquon Barkley. 
I think if you take him off this roster, they're not making the playoffs. NFC East is too competitive. Um, the Giants made a, a really good step up last year, and Daniel Jones was a part of that. Daniel Jones got paid, but Daniel and Jones he didn't get paid Daniel, top tier money, but he got he got a contract extension. Let's put it like he that. got a contract. Yeah, he's not, <laughs> yeah, no one's putting. He him ain't getting no Patrick Mahomes money, but he still. I mean, he didn't Dude. get. I mean, he didn't get no. You know, nothing Jump to shake change, a stick no. at. Yeah, exactly. He still got a nice little bag. And that's what I'm saying is that you, you, they they were able to pay him, and I think that if you pay him, and then Saquon Barkley's not there, he had a great touchdown to interception ratio last year, fifteen to five. That's 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 nice, solid as far as as far as what you expect from him. Um, as yeah, there. but he 15, also added 15 seven touchdowns, touchdowns wasn't that much. Fifteen touchdowns. It, yeah, but th- but as far as limiting interceptions, because right. I can take a lower amount of touchdowns as long as you don't throw a whole lot of interceptions, which you didn't do. And when well, you that's, that's the, the reason why they need Saquon, because fifteen touchdowns ain't going to get it done, <laughs> right? But that's my point. Yeah, is exactly. That, <laughs> is that you take Saquon off that roster? Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He's not limited to four hundred and seventy-two passing attempts. Right. He's throwing a lot more, and he might throw a few more touchdowns, but I think he throws a lot more interceptions, and that's not the formula that Dable wants for these Giants. Trust me, they want to be able to run the ball. They want to be able to control the clock, and a big part of that is Saquon Barkley, which is why I think they need to pay this man and stop playing around. Right, I agree. No, I do, I do, and I think that I think that they'll find a way to get something done. I really do. It just it kind of seems like the temperature in the room, and this is from a distance, and and you know, of course, for everything Saquon Barkley, make sure to tune into Patricia Patricia Trainer, uh, Locked On Giants. She does a great job with that. She keeps us all up to date on everything going on with Saquon and the Giants. But it just kind of listening to her and and just everything else, reading the tea leaves out of New York, I kind of feel like uh, a deal's going to get done before that 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific time uh, deadline on monday uh but we'll see you know but it, it's it's always you know the the deadlines always push deals so with saquon i feel like that there's there's something going to get done there another one here is tight end for the jaguars evan ingram former uh, giant former giant, <laughs> yeah, former yeah, giant. there you go current yep. giant to former giant there absolutely but uh his franchise tag deal would be worth about uh 11.3 million dollars now there is there are reports that the two sides are closer to a deal than some of the other franchise tag guys out, out there right now, but he still hasn't signed his. So there's, that's going to be a question lingering on into training camp. And for those who may not be familiar, I do think Evan Ingram was a significant part of the Jaguars resurgence last year, as far as a, another target for Trevor Lawrence. He had 98 targets last year, caught 73 of those passes for 766 yards and four touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence, of course, uh, God was able to get the Jaguars back in the win column, back in the winning percentage column, and got them a playoff win hmm. uh, last season. Uh, Q, I don't know if Evan Ingram is the long-term superstar tight end that, that you're expecting for the for the Jaguars. He's twenty. He's twenty. He'll be twenty-nine years old this year. So you know, I'm not sure if they want to invest in him for too long, but. I do think that when you have a young quarterback and you have a talented playmaker that he started to build a connection with, you need to invest to keep those guys around to help Trevor Lawrence kind of have that solid foundation to build off of. I'm not so sure that they're going to pay him the big bucks, but I do think 
they do need to find a way to keep him around for at least another two years or so to work with Trevor Lawrence. Well, see, I think that Jacksonville has a really good opportunity right now, right? I mean, the, the division, if you look at it and you see a lot of youth, right? Houston has a, a rookie quarterback. Uh, Indianapolis has a rookie quarterback. Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence is basically, you know, like the the, the veteran in the, in the division. I mean, because there's so much questions going on in Tennessee and that's not a shot at Ty. That's just a, that's just a question about what's going on in why, Tennessee. But why, but why you always taking shots at I him, didn't though? take a you, shot. You gotta clarify. It's not a shot at Ty. It's not it's because you like to stir it up. So before you get there, I have to go ahead and throw that asterisk out there. Ty even said, uh, my, not my boy Q. And I was like, dang, that's cold game. So uh, Ty's already it, written me off. All the time you take no, shots at I don't take shots at him. You always fire it up, man. You always try to stir some stuff up. Those are those tendencies that you have. You're always trying to Trying to do what some ish. You, you already know what kind of tendencies you got. You already know how you are. Uh, everyone can see it. Watching YouTube, everyone can tell the kind of tendencies just by looking at you, just like I do. But going back to the division, I'm just saying, Jacksonville has a really big opportunity right now to do some things. They spent a lot of money in free agency uh, a couple years ago when they went out and got Christian Kirk, and, uh, and everyone's like, wait, what the hell? And they went out and got Zay Jones. Like, why are they spending so much money? And it all came together, and Doug Peterson is a really good coach. Obviously, he's the adult in the room instead of having a guy like Urban Meyer. So right now, since they do have that opportunity, you got to take advantage of it. And I don't think that Evan Ingram is going to cost you a massive bag. That's the beautiful thing about it. I think they can get a deal done, a contract extension. That's not going to break the bank because Evan Ingram over the course of his career has not been super consistent, but he's got a good thing going in, in Jacksonville. So why mess it up now? The Jaguars, they know how to get the, the deals done. Uh, they got the money to go ahead and do it. I think it'll get taken care of. This is probably the one that I think will get done first is the uh, contract extension with Evan Ingram. I think it's the less the the least contentious of all of yeah. the the four we're going to talk about. But there's two more we got to talk about the here. Big one, words you used there guy. too, contentious. <laughs> I, I did go to law school. Thank you. I, very there much. you go. Uh, That's right. Yeah. I went to law school. <laughs> <laughs> I went to continuation school. So take that. Raise your law school with my continuation school, and let's roll. <laughs> That's why I this wear. Brought to you by Bird Dogs. <laughs> That's why I wear a wave cap in the in the show. <laughs> All right, this show's gone off the rails. All right. Bird Dogs does not sell wave caps, but they do sell you great shorts that, that'll fit you extremely well. Uh, they look like stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit a slimmer you, unlike Q's wave cap, which seems to squish his head every day. Uh, but uh, Bird Dogs Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing that Lululemon shorts do, but they fit a lot better. Than that. And the way they fit better is because they don't use the normal stiff restricting cotton that a lot of shorts use. They have this new this new cloud knit fabric that fits that helps you fit khaki shorts so they look professional they look awesome but they stretch and they give you that slimmer fit without sacrificing any movement which is so important when it's hot outside and you're trying to be around and you're trying to be active bird dogs also use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that help you stay cool and dry and not smelly all day long so go to birddogs.com slash locked on nfl right now and when you place your order you'll get a free yeti style tumbler with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on nfl for a free yeti style tumbler you won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise you you are locked on nfl your daily nfl podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team Every day. Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. Chris Carter, your boy, you on the Friday edition. Let's get into these last two players here. I want to lead with a guy that you covered here, Q, and that's okay. Josh Jacobs and the Raiders. I, I remember Josh Jacobs 
not being happy at the end of last season, not just with pay, but just with the organization itself. Uh, when, this, when, the, when the Raiders came to Pittsburgh and they lost on the last second thing, I just remember, you know, reading the, the quotes from the pool reports and just seeing that Josh Jacobs just being, you could just, you could feel through reading off the page how tired he was of the problems the Raiders were going through. And he's still with them. He's still with them right now. There's a franchise tag, but he hasn't signed. How do you see this playing out with Josh Jacobs? Because if the Raiders are going to be competitive, they need him this year. They really do need him, and I feel like this is going to be the most complicated out of all four of the franchise tag holders, from uh, from Barkley to Ingram, Jacobs, and Tony Pollard, who we'll talk to about in a minute. But I think this one will be the most difficult to get done. Uh, I'm not too sure, actually, to be honest, how it plays out now. Uh, because the guy that covers the Raiders and knows how much he means to the team, as you mentioned, I feel like a deal's going to get done, but I'm not that I'm not confident in that, right? I feel I, I think a lot of me feeling like a, a deal's going to get done is me wanting to see a deal get done, right? I mean, I'll just be 100% uh, transparent in that. I just I, I feel like he means so much to this team. He was the identity of the team last year when there was no identity, right? And no one mm. knew under Josh McDaniels, okay, is it going to be a pass happy team? Is it going to be run happy is it going to be you know running back by committee what is the identity of this team and it took five or six weeks and then Josh Jacobs really said hey uh, I'm the identity give me the rock and let me go and then he ended up leading the league and rushing uh, in a year that he had got his uh, fifth year option declined so it made him a free agent a little bit earlier so now you're looking at okay if he had got the fifth year option picked up it would have been eight million dollars franchise tag is ten million dollars and he wants a contract extension so you know similar to what Saquon Barkley is looking for but you know, where, where's the value in the running back position in the NFL? Remember, the Raiders just drafted two running backs uh, a year before, right? So, I mean, they have Zamir White and Britton Brown sitting in the in the stables waiting to go, but then they have Josh Jacobs in this situation. He's a fan favorite. I mean, this, this is a complicated thing. The one thing I'll say is he's in town right now. He's in Las Vegas. So uh, that trade de- or that not trade deadline, the deadline's coming up on Monday. Uh, you know, it's a perfect opportunity for the front office and him and his agent to come together and say, okay, uh, let's get this done and get it hammered out. So, I mean, at least he's here on, on his behalf to make it happen. I, I just I don't know what this front office values and how much they value the running back position. And since they haven't been the Raiders front office for that long, I can't base it off of, well, what they've done in the past. Right. I, I just can't. And I can't say what mm-hmm. they did in New England because New England is a different animal than the Raiders. So it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to go down to the wire. If a deal gets done, I think it's going to get done in the 11th hour. But I'm not 100 percent confident that it's going to get done. That's that's pretty wild. If it doesn't get done, man, that puts the Raiders in a really tough spot. And he said he's not reporting. He said he's not reporting if it, if he doesn't get it done by the by the deadline. I mean, he uh, it's funny. He has a a, a really good uh, mutual friend actually uh, who who covers uh, sports here in Las Vegas for the TV station Fox News uh, here, and uh, she's covered him since he was at Alabama. So at his uh, at his camp at his camp for kids, it was over like 250 kids were there uh, just the other day on Thursday. As a matter of fact. Uh, she sat down and talked to him after the camp and was talking about the camp, talking about everything and talking about his, his career and moving forward with the Raiders. And then all of a sudden she tweeted out that uh, a source close to Josh Jacobs says that he won't report if uh, if he doesn't get a deal done. But it was so funny because a source, in air quotes, close to him is him. <laughs> I mean, he let, <laughs> he let it be known. I mean, he sat down and talked with her. So uh, he's not it's coming. Me. Right. He's not showing up to camp. If they don't get that deal done, so that complicates things a little bit as mu- as well. Man, that that would complicate things a lot there in in Las Vegas. To get all those updates, do check out Locked On Raiders as Q. We following that very closely yeah. as they head into training camp. Let's talk about the last one here though, and that's Tony Pollard. 
running back to the Cowboys. He took over for Ezekiel Elliott and kind of became their top rusher. Pollard hasn't signed it. Um, no, he did. He signed it. He signed it immediately. Oh, he, did he, sign signed, it. he signed the mind. franchise missed, tag immediately. But, yeah, he – you know the funny thing, Chris, about Tony Pollard, and this is kind of why I wanted to save him for last, is think about this. The Cowboys gave a guy that was injured the franchise tag. That's crazy. I mean, remember, he, he got injured to end the season. And, look, I mean, injuries happen in the NFL, but he literally got injured and they gave him the franchise tag. There's no surprise that as soon as he got that $10 million guarantee, he was like, yep, let me sign this. Hold on, right? <laughs> He's a bad free agent like I'd be a bad free agent. You know, somebody, hey, Q, I got this money for you. Okay, no problem. And then someone else would be like, dang, you, you could have got a lot more than that. That, that there are <laughs> there are two ways of thinking in this world from people, and that's I you take the first offer you get because you know you ain't made that kind of money. And there's people that say like, you know what, I'm gonna negotiate right. here. Tony Pollard was not trying to negotiate; no. he was trying to get in, get a. I mean, but let, let's be real. The guy was a fourth round pick, right? You know, I I think if he was a first round pick and he had been talked about like this for a while, it might have been different. He might yeah. have been saying, you know what? No, you draft me to be this. I want to get paid this, and also, you know what? The Cowboys might not keep him around if if, if he had if he had if he had taken that stance. But as a fourth round pick, you get a chance at ten million dollars. You better take it. That's why. Right. I just when I was going over when I was going over the list of names that needed to sign, I just I just I didn't even I didn't even look to see that he did sign already because I was thinking like maybe he's holding out for more. But Tony Pollard, it makes sense. All these other guys we're talking about here, Josh Josh Jacobs, Evan Ingram, Saquon Bartley, they're guys that were top guys coming into the NFL. Tony right. Pollard was always a backup, and now he is the starter. So I agree. Yeah very different situation there and it makes sense that the cowboys are keeping him around and uh, honestly it's one of those he's one of those running backs that i think that people point to and say see you don't need to invest too much into getting your getting a starting running back because look at tony pollard look what right. he did over there and uh good for him for cashing in on on his opportunity and i'll say this i don't think that he gets a contract extension i think he's going to play on the one year yep. 10 million dollar guaranteed enough on the cowboys i'm good with that right i mean again yep. he ended the season injured uh they already had invested a ton of money in zeke elliott and we know he's out on the open market right now now, right, they the last mm -hmm. time they gave a running back big time money, it only worked out for a couple years. So I think that the Cowboys are very content with like, yeah, that's our guy, Tony Pollard. We got him for one year, ten million dollars, and we'll go from there and see what happens. But and I think that he's going to be okay with that. He hasn't been a full time starter ever, right? I mean, think about this. I mean, he really. Yeah. I don't want to you know downplay this. I mean, he is a guy that's been a backup to Zeke for the longest. A guy that even when I was covering the Cowboys, everyone you know said, oh, it's going to be Tony Pollard time, but Tony Pollard time. It never was Tony Pollard time. It was something nope. that you always heard about. You never saw. It was like Bigfoot, right? You, you always heard how great it could be, but you never saw it. And then all of a sudden you saw him start complimenting Zeke, and you're like, oh, man, this guy has got some juice, right? And so then you understood what all the conversation was about. So it was smart for the Cowboys to keep him in the mix. But also it's like, yeah, we've already spent a ton of money on running backs before with Zeke Elliott. Not going to spend a lot of money on you. We'll give you 10. Uh, you go in there and ball out, and we'll, we'll talk after that. And we'll see what happens. But I think that they're taking the slow, slow process, a slow approach, approach to this, and I think that's the right approach. I, I agree here. Another factor here, like you're talking about here with him not being a starter, Ezekiel Elliott through – he's he'll be 28 years old this year. He's, he'd been in the NFL for, what, seven seasons? He has 2,186 touches since Oof. he's been in the NFL. Tony Pollard, 631. <laughs> right. Exactly. There's some fresher legs yep. over there. Facts. And I think that's what the Cowboys are looking at there. They're also excited to get to see Dak Prescott and CD Lamb and the receiving court they've been building. 
they want they want that part to work about it. And if Tony Paul, like you said, he works this year, great. He's 26. Maybe you sign him to one more franchise tag after that if you want to keep him around. If not, you go draft the next running back mm-hmm. and you work with him in the system that you have because you've already built up most of your roster. Um, and the Cowboys need to make a move soon if they want to strike while this iron is hot. So we'll see how, how these guys play out between the guys that haven't signed their, their franchise tags, Evan Ingram, Josh Jacobs, and Saquon Barkley, all waiting until tra- training camp. We'll see how that plays out he's your boy q i'm chris carter this has been the friday edition of the locked on nfl podcast q let people they can find you follow you and get more of your work you can always check me out on twitter man at your boy q254 locked on bets locked on nfl locked on raiders everything i do is up there each and every day you can check it out of course on the daily and then here on fridays with uh, chris on locked on nfl so yeah definitely check us out what about you chris you can find me on twitter and instagram at carter critiques and also threads now because that's a thing um <laughs> and you can also find me at the pittsburgh post gazette where i cover all things University of Pittsburgh Pitt Sports uh, in, the, in their football, basketball, and all their athletic teams. You can also find me on the Locked On Steelers podcast Monday through Friday, just like you find your boy Q, just like you find this Locked On NFL podcast on all on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this channel for more episodes. Back Monday with Kevin Ostriker from Locked On Ravens. He'll be breaking down what happens and getting you ready for the final steps of this franchise tech deadline and what happens. Stick with us here on the Locked On NFL podcast. It's going to be a fun ride as we get closer and closer to training camps opening up.